Kayla, why are we in a broom closet? I mean, we were wandering that fucking Ikea for God knows how long. Just wanted to get the opposite feeling. Like, if we were going to talk, go to the foundation, we're going to be safe in this broom closet. It's, like, so small. We're, like, all kind of squeezed in here. Well, we were also trying to escape those monstrous things. Yeah, that's true. At least now when we open the door, it opens into the foundation instead of into the Ikea. So at least we got that. But the door seems kind of stuck. Nah, not, not going to budge. I need to get to the Hennessy vending machine. Where's Gracie when you need her? She snorts open doors. I found a Sade. What? Hey, I'm here. <laughs> Sade, you've been here the whole time? Sade's been in the closet the whole time. <laughs> Sade, we gotta get you out of here. <laughs> Listen to the drags to find out why. Wait, it's almost June. <laughs> we shouldn't be in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, okay, I got the closet door open. There we go. Okay, now, yeah. Okay, good. We are back at the foundation. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Undercooked Analysis. Is another SCP roundup. What? So soon? Yeah, it's true. It happens. We saw some of your suggestions, and we figured we'd try and make our way back here, but we took a detour in order to avoid Ikea. Ended up in this closet. But now we're out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> we also we also found a sane. Because I was shopping at Ikea. Uh <laughs> One of my terrible secrets, I like going to Ikea a little too much, and now I'm here, and I didn't get my shelves that I wanted, so... Eh. Well, you know, it's hard to get a shelf from a place that's infinite like that, and you can't find the checkout lines. Right. Yeah. I didn't need to buy another shark plush anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we, you're, you're here, because uh, I can't seem to find Alan. Uh, yeah. I think I think after that last incident... Uh, we were... We, I mean... Sade was supposed to be on the Ikea episode, but then it just didn't work out. Yeah. So. Well, here, let me get you a Hennessy, because that's all the vending machine gives anymore. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. And uh, to make up for the fact we couldn't read the Ikea ep- uh, SCP with Sade, we're going to read... Well, it was, well, we got a bunch of suggestions. Um, we're, we're taking one, but we're starting with something... Out- near, near and dear to Sade's heart. <laughs> Did fish? Yeah, the banana fish. So this is uh, we're gonna we've decided to go to the archives and we found SCP because because say literally asked us for find the gayest SCP. <laughs> Give me your gayest SCPs. And we found uh, one titled "The Gayest Man Alive," and it's SCP two thirty. <laughs> is that the one this, you sent me? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's the one I sent you. So we all have access to the file. Again, thanks to Gracie and, and her ability to infiltrate. You know, there's people, like, around us, but they don't care anymore. I'm starting to think everybody at the foundation is, like, really apathetic about our presence, which seems a little weird. But I guess if you've worked here long enough, no matter what class of personnel you are, it just gets draining after a while. You stop caring. Everybody knows the foundation exists at this point anyway. It's not that secret. I mean, they have a whole website dedicated to it. Yeah, and they must know that everybody has access to it. Anyway, this is uh, SCP-230. Uh, I'd like to start. Should we go by paragraph, I guess? Or we, do we... we could do it. Yeah, let's, let's do it by paragraph. It's not a terribly long one. So uh, let's see. Uh, tell you what, I could start if you like, and then I can, we can go ping, ping, like that. That works. Do it, okay. coward. Okay. <laughs> Watch me. Item number SCP-230. Object class Euclid. Special Containment Procedures. SCP-230 is kept in a secure room in Site Redacted. 
The room must have a controlled ventilation system so that air exiting the room can be properly filtered before it re-enters the regular ventilation system of the complex. SCP-230 is to be given anything he re- he requests that does not violate standard procedures for SCP containment. Awesome. The do- Yeah, that sounds pretty nice. That's really actually. nice of them. The door is set to automatically lock every time it closes and can only be opened from outside the room. Personnel entering SCP-230's room must wear a full hazmat suit with its own oxygen supply. The fuck? Personnel exposed to the air in SCP-230 cell or who come into physical contact with SCP-230 or any of SCP-230's bodily fluids must be contained and held for observation for no less than one month. Personnel still exhibiting symptoms of SCP-230 after one month are to be terminated. What the fuck? If personnel are cleared by on-site staff after a month, they are then to be transferred to for and forbidden contact with SCP-230. Well, I mean, this is some containment procedures. I guess we'll figure it out Who, relatively what soon. What the fuck is... Okay. Uh... You want to go say it, or should I go? Or I think we. we oh yeah. We, we, oh we, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'll... It's weird. It's weird to do this in physical dimensions. I mean, yeah. To be actually in person. and actually in the same dimension for a change. Usually mm-hmm. we like there's some sort of jiggery pokery involving alternate universes. Jigger, what the <laughs> jiggery pokery? It's a real thing. Look it up. <laughs> it's a fact. Look it up. I call bullshit on that, but sure. It's true. Due to recent events, subjects that have been exposed and cleared by staff are to undergo regular psychological exams. If upon exam the personnel exhibits any of the traits shown in the document 234436, is that B? B. Yeah. The personnel is to be terminated. Um, I have a, I, I am, I'm, I'm kind of. We, is this, is this going to be, is this like low key, don't go in there or you'll catch the gay? I'm kind of weary That's about it. That's where it's starting to. I hope that's what it's feeling mm-hmm. like so far. Look, we know that the SCP has gone. The SCP Foundation has gone like way out there to be like we are a pride organization, though. Like they've had their the flag, you know. Despite what whatever you think about them being really public about that, wh- whether it fits well, with the narrative or not, it is nice to see that they're like, no, we're well. Yeah. So does Disneyland and look. At- <laughs> yeah, but, but Disneyland doesn't contain a bunch of horrid uh, monsters and things too eldritch to be known, or do they? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> they, someone has to perform a ritual every so often in order to keep the, the, the Disney cats from, you know. <laughs> Note, subject has made several escape attempts utilizing personnel exposed to SCP-230. This represents a low threat due to the fact that exposed personnel are usually impaired. However, personnel will become violent in order to stay in SCP-230. Oh, I'm wondering if it's, I, it might be less, you'll catch the gay and more, you'll want, you will be gay for this guy. Now, does this only affect male personnel then? Oh, I'm curious. Or all personnel. I guess we'll find out because now we're we're getting into the description. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Description. SCP-230 is a male Caucasian with a lean build and gaunt appearance. SCP-230 is 185 centimeters, 6 foot 1 inch tall, 68.4 kilograms, 150 pounds, and appears to be in his early 30s. He wears bright clothing and prefers the colors pink and yellow. SCP-230 is is a very cheerful individual who appears to be incapable of negative emotions. He's combining pink and yellow. I disapprove. Pink and yellow, pink and yellow, pink and yellow. (laughs) 
Pink and yellow only work if you're going for like a floral print or something like that. Um, I was just picturing him wearing tie dye until this moment, but yeah, it's worse. It's worse. <laughs> oh, God. Pink and yellow tie dye. I well, I mean, just general tie dye, but like you know, pink and uh, yellow tie dye sounds pretty pretty uh, atrocious. I just imagine him cover uh, like in head to toe rainbow shit. Just to, if, <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm trying. I'm waiting for the, the the extra. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop now. SCP-230 secretes a chemical similar in composition to heroin from his pores. Whoa. Whoa. The chemical has been named compound uh, extract or Compound redacted? Redacted. Extracted. Jesus. Once secreted from his pores, it evaporates immediately and contaminates the air around SCP-230. Compound redacted seems to be effective in as little as 30 parts per Million in gaseous. What the fuck does that mean? 30 parts per Science mil- mumbo jumbo. That's not even science. That just makes stuff fine. <laughs> this is an early yeah. SCP, by the way. This is 230. That is a measurement. Oh, it yeah. is? I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, no. Oh, okay. Then I'm just... Uh, you're you're I, good. We're just not smart enough to yeah. know exactly what it means. Look, we're infiltrating the foundation. We're not part of it, per se. Yeah. When, except Gracie. Except for Gracie. Well, she is an SCP. She is an SCP. When inhaled, compound uh, redacted can cause extreme euphoria in subjects. Analysis on Class D personnel under the effects of SCP-230 indicated they had dopamine levels greater than five times of what is expected during sexual climax. Damn. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to that's gonna oh put you in state. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. So, sorry. Subjects express impairment similar to the effects of heroin. Subjects become willing to comply with any request SCP-230 makes, provided it does not involve leaving SCP-230's present. Get me a sandwich. No. I can't. I, that means leaving you. Talk about a codependent relationship. Also, huh? what is the, what's considered leaving? Like, what if it's in the same room? Is that acceptable? Or what if they, if they leave the room or if they're in the same house, is that acceptable? Like, what is, uh, how, what is considered too far from being away from his presence? Probably still close enough to breathe in. Ew. 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 Compound redacted is present in all of SCP-230's bodily fluids. Oh, God. Take your pick. (laughs) Exposure is possible even by contact with SCP-230 skin. Exposure to the compound will result in immediate addiction. Withdrawal symptoms are extreme and have a 30% mortality rate. Symptoms include loss of appetite, tremors, panic, vomiting, diarrhea, irritability, dementia, insanity, blindness, and hemorrhaging. Though symptoms vary from subject to subject. Symptoms typically last around two weeks before subsiding. The symptoms appear to be determined by how much of compound redacted the subject is exposed to. Subjects that ingest any of SCP-230's bodily fluid, i.e. saliva, blood, cum, etc. (laughs) I added that. Yeah. Because we we were all thinking (laughs) it. We all thought it. We were all thinking it. Yeah. Have a mortality rate from withdrawal of 100%. Oh, oh damn. damn! So I hope that tasted good. That that better have been the best. Was it but- good for you too? <laughs> Jesus. Well, what if they're with them in, at uh, at all times? Are they okay? It, like this is just their life now. Well, I guess. Hmm. 
I guess it is. SCP-230 was found in an apartment in Redacted with 20 people acting as his servant. Holy shit! SCP-230 seemed to be... This is a harem anime. I see what's going on here. Oh, boy. SCP-230 seemed to be actively attempting to limit the number of people he exposed. Several bodies of exposed persons were found on the premises. When questioned about them, SCP-230 replied, they were, Things were getting crowded, so I had to ask a few of them to stop breathing. Holy shit! Wow. SCP-230 appears to be under the effects of compound redacted, but doesn't seem to be impaired by it in any way. Yeah, I was kind of wondering how, like, since he he basically causes the heroin effect, how that affects him. Attempts to alter SCP-230's mood have proven ineffective. <clears throat> Use of various drugs known to cause depression only resulted in SCP-230 producing more of compound redacted and thus were ineffective. <laughs> Very darkly humorous. Into, like he's not gay, but he's happy gay. Ah, damn it! Okay, let's see. Uh, SCP two thirty is very friendly. Is a very friendly individual and will candidly engage in conversation with any personnel. SCP two thirty is unaware of how or when he began secreting compound redacted. When questioned about his past, SCP-230 replied that he has been secreting compound redacted as long as he can remember. Uh, SCP-230 prefers to talk about things he considers good or gay. <laughs> like Sade. Well, in this case, both. You're, you are both of these things. Yeah. Uh, I would argue about the good part. Well, you're good to us. Yeah. You're good in my book. SCP-230 has some psychological attachment to the word gay. Like Sade. <laughs> when asked to describe himself, SCP-230 used the word gay six times, <laughs> gayity four times, and the word gayest once when SCP-230 referred to himself as the gayest man alive. No, no by Dr. Redacted. SCP-230's preoccupation with the word gay has nothing to do with sexual orientation. Damn it! <laughs> SCP-230 doesn't appear to have a sexual orientation due to a lack of interest in sex entirely. Well, well, if he's like experiencing something better than climaxing all the time, then he—he he, he yeah. literally like his—he—he—he—he he, he, he secretes a compound that he is in. His whole body is filled I, with this thing that's better than sex, twenty-four-seven. The next sentence section says, "This makes sense, seen as SCP-230 experiences the same amount of pleasure doing any given activity, making sex unnecessary." But if that's the case, then he's considered asexual. So and that is a form of gay. So yeah, it's not gay. Gay. It's a form of LGBTQ yes. plus. Exactly. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's the happiest ace alive. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're constantly feeling a feeling of euphoria like this, it doesn't matter what your orientation is. You are <laughs> the happiest whatever alive. Yeah. You know. Addendum two thirty one, class two personnel researcher redacted redacted was accidentally exposed to compound redacted during research. Redacted redacted was detained by was detained and sent to treatment for the duration of withdrawal symptoms after one month redacted redacted was released after being cleared by medical staff and my phone shut off. Okay. Oh no. Uh, two months later, redacted redacted was found trying to break into SCP-230's containment <laughs> area. Redacted Redacted reacted violently and injured several personnel before she was detained. Redacted Redacted was terminated after examination and precautions have been made to prevent further occurrence. See document 
4436B. Document 4436B, data expunged. We don't even get that, do we? Damn it. SCP does not fuck around. It does not. Uh, Well, that was fun. (laughs) Okay, it did. I I feel, I'm getting this weird sense of deja vu as I'm reading this. Hmm. What? I don't know. Like, I'm pretty, maybe I I think I've read this before. Maybe, Uh, I don't know if I've read it on the show. I don't If I have, then old man David doesn't remember (laughs) these things anymore, but that's okay. (laughs) Sometimes it's good to revisit the, I definitely feel like I've read this one before, but I, you know, it doesn't stick in my head like it used to. The gayest man alive. I just saw that the was, gayest that was like man alive. <laughs> yeah, well now that, that we know, is the most clickbaity. It's it really clickbait. is. is. Uh, this one was uh, archived by Scotch. So credit to Scotch for giving us the gayest man alive. Back in two thousand eight, you know what's sad? The two thousand eight was before gay marriage became legalized. I think. Wasn't it 2000? It was around. It was around then. Yeah. Wasn't it 2015? Oh. And well, gay marriage in. U.S. But it was. And it was being fought over in California. Uh, yes. So same. Like Proposition all, uh, 8. We all remember it, Proposition it, 8. So it began. So it began uh, being legal in Massachusetts in 2004. All 50 states in 2015. Excellent. Holy shit. Uh, well, it's not as gay as I thought it would be, despite being called the gayest man alive. I still enjoyed it, though. Yeah. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah. Uh, I think I, 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 I like the, the there's there's a weird bit of humor, dark humor to it. The idea that these people are addicted to this person. This person's just like, oh, OK, well, um, as long as it doesn't get crowded. Yeah, just make just make a few people stop breathing and it's okay. There's that part of me that just wonders if it feels like five times better than sex or like a orgasm. If mm. it'd be worse, if it would be worth like testing once, or if it would be too addictive. Well, if it's immediately addictive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, this one's actually, oh, this one's got some addendums to it. Uh, but I decided to look into another file. So uh, after going there, we're going to actually move forward in the foundation a little bit. Um, and several ones that we are considering were actually sent to us uh, after we posted the uh, last episode at the foundation. We're wrapped up with the confinement edition. And uh, there's been se- there were several good promising suggestions. But this one was one of many that was pitched to us by uh, Hyperthermal. Uh, this is SCP-2614. Sometimes I go out in pity of myself. And it, uh, Hyper just noted this as, it is deceptively horror. Interesting. I think that sounds cool to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if there's any of the other ones that sound more compelling. Like, for example, uh, at Master Fruitcake recommended one called Giant Eel. <laughs> it's just at SCP-3000. But since I, since, uh, what, what, what do you all think? Which of which of these? I was considering that one because that one sounded interesting to me, but I don't want to necessarily. I'm down for whatever y'all want to do in terms of our options here. Whatever is short, because after talking about Digimon, I'm already losing my voice. <laughs> you, know, you should have it right there. All right, 
I mean, I like media. I'm definitely a, uh, I mean, I'm a film buff, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so should, should I start this one again or should we clean slate or uh, did you like to start it? Uh, you can start. Okay. Item SCP dat SCP 2614 object class safe special containment cons- procedures. SCP-2614 is to be kept in a locked container in the personal office of Dr. Schmidt. Request for a, re, to research SCP... I guess I should say 2614, huh? 2614, yeah. Request to research SCP-2614 must be forwarded to his office. That's all there is for, for containment procedures. Huh. Um, description. SCP-2614 is a DVD copy of the fifth season of the television drama The Sopranos. <laughs> This is some haunted media shit. I, Hell yeah. Okay. The disc itself is moderately scratched. Bless you. Thank you. Consistent with deterioration after heavy use. The object does not bear any marks of origin, although the world word bookshelf written in black marker obscures the title logo on the top page. Weird. Okay. I did not. You know what? I didn't see that coming. I'm, I I never watched The Sopranos, so I don't know shit about it. I don't know shit about The Sopranos. Neither do I, the, to be honest. The, That's cool. The only thing I, I know is that there's a one of them. Uh, there's like a one episode that actually ends like cutting between while someone was talking. It's like they're just talking, and it ends like something like that. Yeah. That's the only thing I really know about The Sopranos. <laughs> and there's someone named Tony. <laughs> okay, when played. Not anomalous unless an action is performed during a scene where a character is watching the film redacted, redacted. Let me, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Wait. During a scene where a character, okay. There's, there, presumably there's a scene where a character is watching a film in the, in In the the show. show. In the show. And if someone does an action, I don't know if they'll specify what exactly, during that scene. Yeah. Okay. If if the play button is pressed on any working remote device, the viewer is granted control of the camera view through the device's directional pad and the center button used for forward movement. Oh, suddenly it's a it's an interactive. You can move the move the frame. So now it's a video game. <laughs> oh no! Okay, another thing I know about the Sopranos is that. Sopranos also made one of the worst video games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. That's the right. The camera is free-moving and fully maneuverable. Upon the performance of this action, it is not possible to revert to the previous non-anomalous state without ejecting the object and thoroughly cleaning with isopropyl alcohol. Interesting. Okay. Huh. This is odd. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm intrigued, though. Uh, after assuming control of the camera, the show setting will begin to elapse in real time. As such, characters have been observed to continue interacting after what would normally have been a scene transition. It's not possible to fast forward or rewind. 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 Judging by the apparent in-universe date at the outset, the user would have to wait three days and 14 hours and navigate the camera to a strip club known to be frequented by associates of the DeMio family in order to present in order to be present for the next chronological broadcast scene. Oh, okay. I am. 
God, I feel like I should. I... So, so basically, once you do that and you start moving the camera, everything now moves in real time. There's no scene transitions. The next scene oh. in the series would take place three three days later. Yeah. At this oh. one event, and you would have to move the camera to the correct location to see it. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. Okay. So now, now suddenly everything is happening in universe in real time. No skipping. Okay, interesting. POV cannot pass through solid objects. If maneuvered out of the soprano resonance, it is theoretically possible to ascend to deep space. <laughs> Although this is not feasible given the rate of travel. So you could, you basically, once you move the camera through a window or out the door, you could move the camera view up into the fucking sky if you wanted to and just keep it going. This feels like... This is so surreal. I like this. <laughs> I like how weird this is. Holy shit. The movement of this observational point is not bounded in three dimensions. Recent research has succeeded in navigating the camera to Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, uh, ma. Do, Sopranos takes place in New York, I'm going to assume. I think. Fuck. Now I, I feel like I need a knowledge of Sopranos, which is like... Just give us a it appears that the world depicted contains numerous cities populated by actual individuals. However, despite the show's realism, its own stylistic flourishes and nature as a and nature as a television show, such as major characters being unusually audible in social settings, continue to be apparent. These, which might be referred to as meta anomalies, are not acknowledged by characters or by so, like, everybody else in the world is still kind of background somehow. Jeez. Okay. So, the story of the Sopranos, according to Wikipedia, revolves around Tony Soprano, a New Jersey-based Italian-American... New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey-based Italian-American mobster, portraying his difficulties as he tries to balance family life with his role as a leader of a criminal organization. Okay, that sounds about what I had... Uh, I had known about this is explored during his therapy sessions with psychiatrist Jennifer Melfi. And I know there are people who, are, who have probably seen um, the Sopranos like, God damn it. How do you not know about this? <laughs> I mean, to be we, fair, weirdly enough, there's a lot of media we have not consumed. It's OK, gang. Like JoJo. <laughs> Listen to the dregs for that. <laughs> I would love to hear people smash or pass opinions for that, though. I'm um, saying I'm going to get I'm going to. I'm going to find a way to get you to watch it. <laughs> now, I'm good. There's think- one, one character called Dio. Yeah. But I can't say Smash because it's my brother's nickname. <laughs> well. The one thing I, I know is there's a line that says, you thought, well, fuck me. How does it go, David? The meme is usually associated with, you thought it was this and this or this and this. But it was me, Dio. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was always Dio in disguise. Uh, uh, I think it's, is it me now? You just read the bit about the bystanders? He, I read the bit about the bystanders. Yes. Yeah. The POV itself cannot manipulate the environment, but is capable of entering the settings of other visual media if it is directed to move into an in-universe television or computer screen until the image occupies the entire field of view. At that point, the camera can be navigated onto other screens in that setting, and so on, potentially indefinitely. So if someone's watching Jurassic Park... You could zoom the camera into Jurassic Park, and now you're zooming through Jurassic Park. This what the this is fuck? a rabbit hole. This is crazy. Wow! All because of a fucking Sopranos DVD. Amazing. Researchers can see the impossibility of fully mapping these 
mimetic universes, although efforts are ongoing. Since these mediums can potentially differ radically from their parent universe, such as actors existing as their actual character portrayal, is possible to enter alternate or unknown media. Oh. What falls is a transcript log of mimetic travel and accounts of what can be referred to as extra or supra canonical material. Holy shit. So, like, you know how there's, like, fake TV shows in some mediums? Yeah. Could you actually enter the world of that fake TV show? You could, and then suddenly now you're exploring that. But I guess every time you take the DVD out, you have to clean it. And then when you put it back, you're always starting. You have to start from back from that moment where they're watching the thing. And that's when you can start controlling it. That's interesting. Okay. Well, now we're on the testing log. So this should be cool. We're on preliminary. The first log is preliminary testing. And it's just, I guess it's just just how deep we could potentially go with this. Universe. The Sopranos. Description. First recorded experiment after discovery of effect, POV directed to a bookshelf in the Sopranos' living room, where a note written in a journal pad is clearly legible. It reads, Art is the emanation emanation of man. Man, the emanation of nature. God, the father of... God, the grandfather of art. All right. Damn. Uh, Universe. The Sopranos. Description. PV ordered to remain in place at starting point for exactly 10 hours, during which Tony Soprano retires to bed and awakens at 7 a.m. He subsequently became, becomes agitated at the lack of a brand of orange juice drink in the refrigerator. This scene is not present in the show. Universe, The Sopranos. Description, POV is navigated out of The Sopranos residence through an open window in the second floor bathroom. The night sky is cloudy and does not match corresponding meteorological records of that date. POV is able to break cloud cover and move indefinitely upwards if it is so desired. Whoa. All right. So that was the preliminary testing. Now we got home universe and alternate property logs. Universe. The Sopranos. Description. POV was placed in Soprano bathroom. Character Tony Soprano observed. My mind immediately went into the toilet. (laughs) Could you zoom the camera like down the toilet and through the pipes? Could you do that? If you go down far enough, will you find the Super Mario Brothers? Oh god! Oh wait, this is in New Jersey. No, they only serve uh, what what Brooklyn and Stat uh, Brooklyn and Staten Island. No, wait, they don't serve Staten Island. Brooklyn and Queens. Yeah. Never mind. (laughs) This is New Jersey. Yeah. They wouldn't even go this far. Character Tony Soprano observed to have sobbed in shower. It's not mentioned in the original plot line. Huh. Uh, Universe, The Sopranos. Description. POV moved to the residence of a character, Christopher Modisanti, a protege and nephew of Tony Soprano. Character is observed to go on an alcohol binge and shout profanities directed at his uncle. This is not depicted in the original broadcast. Universe, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, thank God, something I know. Description, POV was maneuvered to the local Newark library where a child was watching the film on a desktop computer. POV traveled east for redacted days before entering what appears to be an outer space void colored pink and yellow. Why is pink and yellow keep popping up? That's where uh, the gayest man alive came from. He came from the pink and yellow universe. Jeez. (laughs) Universe, Snow White. Description, POV maneuvered from Dorothy's 
characters, sorry, Dorothy's characters, Kansas home to a private showing of the Disney film in Denver. POV was subsequently directed upwards, and one once having gained a sufficient altitude, descended on a continent east of the events of the film. In this continent, researchers discovered a young man in combat with a boar-like creature. It was revealed the princess' princess stepmother is the is a dark sorceress and had been manipulating the events to ensure the crown for her youngest son. As there are obviously no television sets in this setting, testing was suspended and resumed in home universe. Intra- okay. Mm. Damn. So they f- so from Dorothy's Kansas, they found someone screening the Snow White and then went into there. That's that's okay. This is getting layered. This is crazy. A uh, universe, The Simpsons. Found in lo- home located in Soprano neighborhood. When POV is directed out of Springfield, researchers discovered characters in the style of rival show Family Guy, which oh, has been justified in the crossover event that aired 10 years after initial airing of the anomalous Sopranos episode. The program's respective cartoon physics have been observed to cause considerable environmental and occasionally urban devastation. <laughs> Universe, the Jetsons. Oh, wow. Description, found in the home of former De, uh, DeMeo, and I'm probably butchering it, I'm sorry, family boss Corrado Soprano. POV was immediately directed to descend beneath the setting's thick atmospheric cloud cover. Researchers discovered what appears to be a, a 1950s-era archetypal American family referred to as the Jacksons that live in a WAF suburban ca- community inoculated from the planet's toxic atmosphere. The Jackson family members correspond roughly to the character types in the Jetsons and the Flintstones. Holy shit. <laughs> so, I get what they're trying to do, but that's so... This is such a weird one. I kind of like it. Universe. Last Temptation of Christ. Oh, no. Of course, it's the one that I get. Description. Found playing in the DeMeo family associate... Bobby, Bobby, Bobby's residence. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's a tricky last one. Um, after the final scene, after which a crucified Jesus proclaims, it is done, and the screen flickers too wide, the credits did not play. POV was ordered to move forward, and there was no way to, uh, way to gauge movement. Researchers were ordered to place an object on the center button overnight. Upon the return, POV was revealed to have been stopped in front of a luminescent female figure. Data expunged. What the fuck? So they just moved the camera forward and left it alone. They moved it forward into a white screen. Yeah, until they got to a female figure. Huh. Interesting. Um, Universe, Goodfellas. Description: POV ordered to inspect the cockpit of a helicopter of helicopter of a helicopter Ray Liotta's character fears to be the federal authorities. Upon inspection, helicopter pilot revealed to be a civilian. I love the fact they say Ray Liotta's character and not his character's name, just because it's like ah fuck, it's Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah, everybody doesn't. No one remembers. It's just Ray Liotta. Universe two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Oh fuck. 
Description. Researchers were able to discover a second terrestrial monolith in the ocean, supposedly linked to an Atlantis-like civilization after entering a research character's office and perusing all readable material. God, I feel like it's like, hi, you've been asked to uh, examine SCP-2614. And I can imagine whoever the SCP agent is testing this is like, this is fucking wild, man. Deeper and deeper and deeper, Jesus And then he go, he, this this person comes home and he, their spouse is like, oh, hey, honey, how was your work day? Weird. Well, I mean, you work for this SCP Foundation, honey. Yeah, but you know what? I can't explain, but know that my, uh, uh, you, this is probably one of the better gigs that I have compared to the other SCP. Yeah, because other people are being eaten by the fucking lizard that can't die or getting their neck snapped by the killer statue. I just get to watch, I just get to dive through the metaverse, starting with from the Sopranos. I feel like that would make it really hard to watch TV at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, at least that, see, for now, the TV's ruined for me. Why? Because when I watch it at the foundation, I can go wherever the hell I want. Did you, you didn't, I bet you didn't know all these details about Kansas, did you? Which Kansas? Dorothy's Kansas. Or Snow White. And all, you, all, they're like sitting there and they're just watching. I don't know. What do what do couples watch nowadays on television? Uh, the 700 Club. I don't fucking oh, know. Oh, what the? F- <laughs> all I can think is I could be watching The Sopranos right now. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that's your job at the foundation? Go watch The Sopranos DVD again. Okay. Yeah. Time to go exploring. Universe, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Above experiment repeated, but POV entered the film during the infamous Star Child sequence. POV subsequently unable to move. View appear to be moving through a vortex of visually distorted nature scenes. Data expunged. Huh. I can only imagine how trippy it would be if you were to go through the Space Odyssey world. Yeah, clearly that's an adventure and a half. Universe, Gladiator. Encountered playing in the home of a character known for his love of the film. When entered, POV traveled to southern southern Antioch to see the earliest Christian churches. The churches themselves were considerably more elaborate and lavish than the real world counterparts. Typical of Rome's depiction in the actual <laughs> film. <laughs> Alright, so that was home universe and alternate property logs. Now we're getting into alternate media logs. Oh. I'm waiting for this to get creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's already a little weird. But... It's definitely weird. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I want to be creeped out. Yeah. Uh, so, Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Yeah, go for okay. it. Universe trailer for the film Troy on the Sopranos television set. Uh, description. Following the di- discovery of ability of POV to enter other settings, camera is directed into a movie trailer for the film Troy during a scene in which Achilles is shouting to inspire his men. The scene continues as if POV had entered the actual film. Okay. No cuts, no editing, just real time. Wait, does that mean you can enter Achilles' point of view, and then when he goes to fuck his gay lover, you get to see that? <laughs> I think you do, yeah. Hell yeah. No no fade to black here. Universe, commercial for a brand of laundry detergent. Description, as commercial runtime was 24 seconds, researchers observed a wall or area of white space advancing at a slow rate from the west of the commercial setting. Researchers reported conditions in the city as becoming increasingly violent and chaotic. Researchers have been advised not to not enter commercial broadcasts due to distress 
experienced by apparent inhabitants. Oh, oh okay. That actually reminds me of a short film. I haven't seen it myself yet, but I've like bookmarked it to make uh, the boys watch on the Jameson tapes. Hmm. Now I'm curious. I, I know you probably won't reveal it. Just I can't. So, of course, if they listen to this, I don't want to say too much. Yeah, okay. better to keep it under wraps. Uh, universe MP3 visualization on Windows desktop computer. Oh, oh my god! So like 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 you used to have on Windows Media Player. Yeah. Oh yeah. POV directed into computer screen playing a Windows Media music visualization. Researchers discovered a dark blue void in which it was possible to discern moving waveforms in the distance. It's believed these other waveforms consist of visualizations being played on other screens. We've entered the music verse. Universe music video, literally. Uh, description. POV directed into computer screen, playing a music video depicting artists at an extravagant beach party. Uh. Excuse me. Due to the video's stylistic direction, the setting appeared in eclectic colors. POV remained... Remained in mobile for six hours. Jesus. Researchers observed the sky turning from greenish teal to yellow red to un- highly unusual dark shades of color called Stingian blue, which appears as a luminescent dark blue. Wow. So, again, the deeper you go, the more of these like weird universes that are completely that are based entirely on the stylistic directing choices again could you imagine being the scp found uh agent assigned to this yeah this is nice. you get to do this shit go through all these weird universes and you're taking notes like holy mm-hmm. universe sandman oh oh <laughs> thank you sandman is an exceedingly popular serial drama in the sopranos universe uh carmela soprano has been observed to speculate on the show's plot trajectory with friends and acquaintances, although it is never mentioned in the original program. The show follows a reformed cartel enforcer, Jamie Sandman Gutierrez. Aww. Sorry, I thought it was another oh, I thought, it was I thought so, I too. <clears throat> yeah, that's all right. Uh, seeking to relocate his family after his incarceration and inoculate his younger brother from drug and gang influence. When entered, during a scene in which Jamie Gutierrez's younger brother is seen purchasing uh, meth- meth- methamphetamines, in a dilapidated home, researchers discovered a journal uh, pad note uh, near the mattress bed and a window and, bleh, near the mattress bed net of a heroin addict. The note read, there was no God here. Though I cried, I found his shadow and could not die. Researchers initially believed this to be a diegetic, to be diegetic and referring to the squalor of the building. Oh. Oh. Universe. Caroline, Caroline. Description. Caroline Caroline is a popular lawn-running television show in the Sandman universe. Oh, God. Now this is Inception shit. Uh, Uh Similar in the convention to shows such as The Brady Bunch and I Love Lucy. Caroline is presented as a Southern Belle who moved to New York after marrying an oil tycoon. So it's kind of the opposite of uh, Green Acres. Mm -hmm. When entered in an, an establishing shot of the titular character's apartment building, the setting appeared to have been uninhabited. Researchers could not find signs of life in either the city itself or upstate New York. I just oh. realized, could you imagine going through, like, uh, this doesn't this doesn't really get addressed. I don't think this gets addressed. Maybe it does. But going through a sitcom, like uh, a multi-TV sitcom. Yeah. Or multi-camera sitcom. Yeah. And then 
you move it and then it you're like feel like you're actually on a studio set and oh my gosh yeah i'm still trying to wrap my head around some of this this is this is getting i can get where the subtle horror is like how deep does this go how far can it get Snake bite. Description: Slasher film found to be playing in abandoned suburban home in the Caroline Caroline setting. Entered a, during a scene in which the killer, a mentally deranged farmer with fangs, okay. corners the main character in a swamp. Upon entering, both characters took turn to look directly at the POV and remain unresponsive from that point forward. All characters have been shown to behave in this way. POV directed out of Bayou, Louisiana into a local movie theater. All persons encountering the camera followed its movement. Oh, oh. now people are noticing the camera? No. Yeah. Uh, universe redacted. Romantic film found to be playing in theater during a scene set in a diner. Is this... Okay, so this is the, the theater in... Snakebite. Okay. When entered, diner's lights reverted to a deep red color. All in-universe lighting is affected. City appears uninhabited. Sky is black and devoid of stars, although a dark red glow has been observed on the horizon in all directions. Data expunged. Universe. Static. Description. As all television sets in previous setting were turned to static, researchers opted to enter a screen in a hospital waiting room. Once inside, pressing the center button would resolve the visual snow into an image, as if the POV was moving through a cloud or field of static. POV eventually appears in a brightly lit hallway. See attached file. All directional movement is restricted except for forward travel. As the POV advances, the image becomes more saturated. Data expunged. Oh, God. There's actually an image right there. Uh, Data concurrent with pataphysical... Hypermodel, DRM, DMRG, all research personnel are expressly forbidden from repeating above procedure on pain of potential termination. Dude. What did they find in that hallway? Now that things are getting more and more. Ooh. It sounded like, kind of like, you know, when you get to, like, say the edge of a game where there's, like, not enough models or, like, they just render. Oh, it's yeah. not rendered as, like, in full detail because you're not supposed to go all the way out there and see it. Yeah. That's kind of what it's sounding like, where they kept going deeper and deeper through the monitors, and there was just, like, less, you know, uninhabited, less there for it to see rendered. Uh-huh. Until you're, like, in this... Just this... Yeah. Like, how how deep have we gone? Like, what point did we kind of clip out of what's already been created, you know? Like, there's the existential horror right there. I think so. Mm-hmm. That's That was pretty cool. That was fun. I like that one. Yeah. That was, uh, yes. Uh, again, the title is interesting, too. The title being, uh, Sometimes I Go Out in Pity of Myself. Interesting title. Yeah. Uh, now, let's see. Uh, as always, I want to make sure credit where credit is due. Uh, this one, going back through the archives, is initially uh, was initially uploaded by BB Aztec. I think it's BB Aztec. BB Aztec. That's what my guess is. Aztec. Yeah. Hmm. Or baby. Baby Aztec. Baby. Baby Aztec. Baby Aztec. 
That was all right. Well, uh, Hyper, thanks for sharing that one with us among many. I think we'll come back to look at some of these other ones later. But um, that one just the fact that it said deceptively horror, I think, was what it was intriguing. And I guess, yeah, yeah. it's more it's more existential than anything. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that. Like after the more like grounded, <coughs> grounded with big air quotes around it. That was the gayest man on, alive. <laughs> grounded. Or, this one, uh, it just got, took a really simple premise and then just ran with it. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I was hoping for something a little creepier, but I like what we got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we got was solid. And next time we could do uh, something with more, uh, with more, you know, just obvious for it, maybe infestation. That one did, yeah. they did, he, he does warn it's gruesome, but I know you like the gruesome, but I just, Stands, I think we've been here for a little bit now. We should probably get out while getting's good. You know what I mean? Hey, thanks for listening to our show. It's always a pleasure having you around. If you enjoyed what you heard here, you can give this podcast a upvote, a rating, a review, whatever, wherever you listen to this, whether it be through the podcast scene or on YouTube. It's in both places. If you want to send us something to read that you have written or, you know, maybe something from we still take recommendations from the SAP Foundation. You can email us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com. You can also join our Patreon, patreon.com slash midnightmarinera, and get access to the choice drags as well as other cool secret background material. You can join the Creative Horror Discord. And um, we try to bump any patron stories that are submitted higher on the list so that you can get that priority if you'd like to submit us something. In addition, you should also listen to some of the other podcasts on the Creative Horror Network, including Darkly Lit, The Jameson Tapes, uh, Midnight Marinera, Trick or Track, The Witching Hour, and more in the future. Ooh. (laughs) Hey, it's too bad we're all in audio mediums. I'd be curious what would happen if you zoomed a camera into one of our podcasts and that podcast became a, a memetic universe. And then you took that and went to something that was in the background of that universe and then, but it doesn't really work with audio, does it? Nah, I think you, I think you, uh, unfortunately would have to, it's only through the Sopranos and then you would have to watch a specific episode of the Sopranos, which I wish I could. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera. And this podcast is part of creativehorror.com a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>